Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Daily Sports Talk Show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, 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 a little change of plan. Welcome in. Nuanez now, ESPN Radio. We lied to you. On Friday, we said that was our last show for 2021. Not so much. The confluence of events that transpired in Bozeman, Montana on Saturday, and for the first time as a full-time adult professional journalist in my career, a team from the state of Montana heading to the FCS National Championship game, Montana State. An unbelievable 31-17 victory over South Dakota State at Bobcat Stadium on Saturday. Quintessential storybook. Whatever words you want to use, it's one of the great stories I've ever seen in the state of Montana. A kid from Butte, Montana comes out of nowhere to help quarterback the team he grew up loving and wanting to play for to the precipice, right to the brink of a national championship. So this will be our last show for 2021, but we figured... Why let it go stale? We give you a nuanas now, give you a little radio action, give you a little podcast action, and you can enjoy it over the holidays. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, also new to Montana. You can find them at the corner of Stevens and Mount here in the Garden City. You can also find them online, 
nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. You want to stream the show, you want to listen to it on your mobile devices, maybe your work computer, laptop, 1029ESPN.com. You'll also find the podcast there. But just click on Listen Live if you want to stream the show. Comments, reactions, Grizz fan, Bobcat fan, no matter who you are, I know you you were paying attention on Saturday. What do you think? Let us know. Text us, 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. I'll guests will join us via the Regis Brothers phone line. And because I'd already let the guys at SWX know that uh, we were off the last two weeks of December, we're not on TV today, so if you want to see us, I'm wearing a black polka-dotted shirt. Want to see it? You can go on YouTube. Check out the Nuanas Now YouTube stream. And uh, appreciate the guys in the back, the production engineering team. they got looking nice. So uh, if you want to watch us, you can go on YouTube. Ton to get to today. We're going to get things started off with the Montana Football Hour, the officially last Montana Football Hour for 2021. And uh, lucky us, we're going to have a Montana Football Hour to kick off 2022 as well after Montana State posts a historic victory, their first semifinal victory in their first semifinal game in Bozeman in 37 years, the Cats headed to the national championship for the first time since 1984. So we'll get through the ins and outs of all of that. Uh, i got a whole bunch of sound to share for for you, uh, whether it's Montana State head coach Brent Vegan, star linebacker Troy Anderson, who, by the way, if the Buck Buchanan Award voting was after the playoffs, I think he would have won the Buck on Saturday. I think he's still in the mix for FCS Defensive Player of the Year. But uh, what a performance by the kid from Dillon, Montana. His last home game as a Bobcat. So we'll hear, get Troy Anderson's reaction. Daniel Hardy, Amandre Williams, a pair of senior defensive ends. They were both menaces off the edge. And Montana State, their defense, pitched a shutout in the second half against an explosive South Dakota State offense that did not punt in the first half. Oh, we are on SWX. My TV studio just clicked on, so here we are. We are on TV, in fact. So thanks to the engineers at SWX for getting us on as well. But Daniel Hardy, Amandre Williams, a couple uh, spiritual leaders for this team and uh, really mature guys and guys that pretty darn good at football too. The shutout was sparked by the change in scheme, I guess some adjustments they made against South Dakota State's gap scheme stuff, some better tackling, but more than anything, just outlasting the Jackrabbits. Physical conditioning truly played a huge role in Montana State's success all season long, and it was no more apparent and on Saturday in the fourth quarter, uh, late third, early fourth quarter, especially with Daniel Hardy and Amandre Williams getting loose. And then, of course, we got to hear from the guy. The kid who's taken the Treasure State by storm as much as anybody I've ever seen. Back in April, Tommy Mallott was the fifth-string quarterback for the Montana State Bobcats. I wrote a story earlier this season about the validity and chance of any Montana kid, Mallott included, becoming the starting quarterback for the Cats or the Grizz anytime soon. And all of a sudden, here we are. He has three starts into his college football career. He is 3-0 and in the playoffs, and he has led Montana State into the national championship. So we'll hear from Tommy Mallott, and then we'll continue to analyze just the phenomenon that is Touchdown Tommy. He's not. That's not our nickname for him. That's Troy Anderson's nickname for him. And Troy Anderson said he's going to keep on calling him that until Troy's Bobcat career is over. So tons of stuff to get to in the first hour. We're also... Going to kick off the second hour with just a few thoughts from Brooks Nuanas. He and I have been working together, uh, SkylineSportsMT.com, and in, pre- in previous ventures before that. Covered Montana State for eight years now, and uh, 
it was just a pretty unbelievable moment that occurred in Bobcat Stadium on Saturday. So we get some of Brooks' thoughts to get hour number two kicked off, and then we'll hear from Marty Morningweg. Coach Marty, he wants to swing by, make one last pre-Christmas appearance, so we'll talk a little bit about Tommy Malott because Coach Marty's coached Tommy Malott before, and uh, we'll also hear his thoughts and my thoughts about another wild NFL weekend, and right now in the NFL, things are crazy. Over 200 positive COVID-19 tests in the last week. That's like 12% of the league. So, <laughs> uh, pretty wild to see the, the reschedulings and all the different games where there's two games tonight and two games tomorrow because of a lot of the delays and reschedulings. So, um, we'll get to all that with Coach Marty as well. But let's dive into it. Officially, for sure, n- no fibbing. This is the last Montana football hour for the 2021 year. And we get one to kick off 2022 as well. Pretty cool. Montana State, a 31-17 victory over South Dakota State to advance to the Natty for the first time in 37 years. Frisco, Texas, January 8th. We'll see you there. Montana Football Hours presented in part by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference. As a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana, Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. What that means to you is your money stays in the local economy, supporting your friends and neighbors. This is actually old hat for Brent Vegan, even if it's new hat as a head coach. Coach Vegan's last three seasons in the FCS culminated in national titles as the offensive coordinator at North Dakota State. He spent a long time at NDSU from both his time as a player in the mid-90s all the way through NDSU's transition from D2 to D1. And now, here it is full circle his first year back in the FCS in eight years, he leads Montana State into the national championship against, guess who? North Dakota State. Here's some of Montana State's head coach's reactions following his team's historic victory in Bozeman. Well, we wanted to be. Um, we did what we had to do today. Um, we were down a couple guys, but, uh, you know, I think our guys knew that individuals would have to step up. New guys would have to come in. Um we were facing a really good program that in many ways was a, a mirror of ourselves and we would have to outplay them. Um, we'd have to outrush them. Uh, the turnover margin would have to go our way. Uh, and ultimately, you know, we would just have to fight harder. And I think we did all those those three things. Um, you know, what can you say about Tommy Malott uh, and his performance? You know, obviously the guys on the other end, Lance and Nate in particular, making plays. Um, defensively, we, we certainly gave up some things. Uh, we didn't tackle as well as we'd like in that first half. But, you know, our guys, I think, at halftime recognized what they needed to do and came out second half and, and did it. And once we got that lead, yeah, I think we were able to continue to keep their quarterback off balance and you know, certainly made them one-dimensional, which with that team is, is huge. So... Yeah, so proud of our guys. Um, you know, we think about where they were they were at two years ago, um, up in Fargo losing that game and, and I think there was a resolve to to get back to it. And then they don't play in twenty, uh, coaching change, you know, and it was apparent when I got the job that it was still a really determined group that uh, would really band it together. Uh, had added added some new guys in twenty and, and all that, but the core of the guys um, you know, felt like they were they were close to 19, and to get back here to be playing at home and to finish the deal, to take another step, um, you know, so proud of them. And I think they, you know, they appreciate where we're at, but they're not done yet. So, um, you know, just can't say enough about just the belief um, 
belief in each other, the belief in our staff, uh, it just uh, can take you a long ways when you got a bunch of talent to go along with it. So one thing we did, we shifted gears on how we practiced. Um, you know, going back to the spring and the fall, trying to get more guys ready. That's a formula that uh, that we went to at NDSU back in 2009 and carried on at Wyoming. Just more guys on the field, uh, more guys getting prepared so that, it, you know, a day like this, Ryland Orr can step in and, and start his first college game and, and we don't skip a beat. Um, many instances of that is just guys being... Uh, prepared sooner than uh, than later, and um, you know a lot of credit goes to Sean Heron and his staff. Uh, I think I think over the course of this season, it showed that we're a better conditioned team than most of our opponents. Um, you know, there was there was a sequence there. I thought our defensive line uh, they just hung in there and kept coming after them. Um, some of those guys, you know, they were they. They left it all out there. I know that, and 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 Sean and his staff prepared them to do more, and they bought into a different way of doing things, both with how we practiced and how we went about the summer. And uh, I think it's continued to show throughout the fall, and in particular the last three weeks. A lot comes with playing your last home game, no matter what, especially for the older guys, the seniors. So how did you think those guys handled it? And sometimes there's pressure for all of that, but I mean, every single one of those guys played one of their best games. Yeah, I think this was a little bit of a bonus. You know, I, I think some of them maybe felt like they played their last game a couple weeks ago. So to get back here, um, you know, we talked a little bit about just just playing with house money. And, and part of that was getting another opportunity to come back here and really um, – not making it about this last game, just the environment, but just playing in this environment one last time and allowing that environment to, to feed us. Um, and there's no question it did. Uh, you know, 20 plus thousand, whatever the temperature was today, it's amazing. Um, you know, that that was, that was an electric environment, and I, I know it helped us, and it certainly played against South Dakota State. Brent Vegan here on Nuanas Now, the Montana Football Hour, presented in part by Brett's RV and Marine. Our friends at Brett's RV and Marine are closed for the holiday season. However, they happen to know that Brett's RV's team of Santa's Little Elves are always available to answer questions and set appointments if you'd like to shop for a new or top quality pre-owned RV. Unwrap the savings on over 1,500 new and top quality pre-owned boats and RVs. Call 833-BRETTS-RV or shop online 24-7 at brettsrv.com. It was a great thrill, a great pleasure for me uh, to be able to have all the guys in tow from Skyline Sports as well as ESPN Missoula. It's been a phenomenal partnership we've uh, drummed up here between Skyline and ESPN Missoula. I think the cross-promotion and the multiple platforms that we can encompass uh, helps us get to the way that almost all of you consume media, whether you like doing it in live radio fashion or streaming the show or listening to podcasts or you like reading the written word or you like photos, whatever. It's been awesome, but we had everybody there in tow, including our producer, Andrew Houghton, who's uh, also a writer at Skyline Sports. But he was on the field because the press box was tight. ton of guys uh, interested in covering this game, and, and rightfully so because it is such an unbelievable story. But, Andrew, that was your first time uh, at Bobcat Stadium in, what, like seven, seven or eight years? And uh, your first three tweets were just videos of the atmosphere and the crowd going nuts uh, because it was, it was a spectacular environment in Bozeman on Saturday afternoon. Well, it was fully crazy, Coulter. I, I wanted to get a couple videos of the crowd because they were going crazy before kickoff. And I got into the stadium about 10 minutes before kickoff, ran into the press box, dropped my stuff off, went down to the field. And it's just, man, being on the sideline for, for a game in that atmosphere is like nothing else. You don't really get the, the full feeling of it in the press box. So I just wanted to take a couple videos of the crowd and put them out there. And then one of the first plays I was, I was taking video of 
Troy Anderson runs down Isaiah Davis on the outside on on fourth and short inside the Montana State ten yard line. Yep. Crowd goes fully ape. I mean, it was it was one of the <laughs> loudest roars that I have heard. And I ended up getting video of that, and I'm like, man, that's going to be the best best video I take all day. And then it just keeps on going, and there were so many moments to get to, and we will share a little bit more of that a little later on here. But speaking of that guy, Troy Anderson, South Dakota State's offense looked unstoppable in the first half, but they drove all the way down into the red zone, and they go for it on a fourth and inches. They have among, if not the best, rushing attacks in the United States. I think Pierre Strong and Isaiah Davis are the best one-two combo in the FCS Pierre Strong is going to be in the NFL next year, so uh, he he's as good of a player as I've ever seen as a ball carrier at this level. And Isaiah Davis, no slouch either, averaging about 7.5 yards per carry since coming back from an injury. But Troy Anderson stuffs him on 4th and 1 early on. That was the first momentum shift for the Bobcats. Tucker Kraft, the big tight end for South Dakota State, was one of the best weapons I have seen this year. The dude is hilariously big. His his listed size doesn't even do credit. I mean, 6'5", 255 is huge no matter what, but this dude was a full tank, and he had two different inside tight end screens in which he made Bobcat defenders look like children bouncing off of him. But Troy Anderson's hit on an inside tight end screen on a third down, another momentum swing. Then all of a sudden, Troy Anderson strings out a screenplay to the sideline. And now the Bobcat defense is rolling Amandre Williams off the edge for a sack. Daniel Hardy off the edge for a strip sack fumble. And uh, Montana State, after giving up 17 points and not forcing a punt in the first half, pitch a shutout in the second half, and that helps them punch a ticket to Frisco. Troy Anderson has built a, a legend like no player that I've ever covered in the Big Sky Conference. It, it's a legend like you would hear from 80 years ago, but it's happening right now in 2021. And it's mystifying. It's unbelievable. And for him to stamp it like he did, he was going to be in the conversation for the greatest Bobcats of all time. And I'm not sure where I, what I think of that question. We're going to answer that after the new year. Is Troy Anderson the greatest Bobcat of all time? We might have to wait till we get back from Frisco even to address that. But there's no question he's one of the great Montanans to ever play for either the Bobcats or the Grizzlies. He is uh, the pride of the state of Montana right now, and he'd probably be the pride, maybe one of the – he'd probably be getting more – Adulation than anybody if it wasn't for touchdown Tommy. But Troy Anderson played his last game on Montana soil on Saturday afternoon, and he made sure it was a game to remember. It's awesome. It's definitely what you, you dream of. I think, I mean, he won, you won a couple state championships, didn't you, in high school? Nope. Oh, my bad. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, you, I mean, the goal is always to be playing at the end of the year and to have your last game be a win. Um, and we've put ourselves in a position to, to go down to Texas and um, yeah, have an opportunity at a in in that big of a stage. And um, Montana State hasn't been there since 1984. And for us to be the team that even gets there is is huge. But just getting there is not enough for us. Um, so yeah, I mean, we have three weeks, get healthy, get to work, and I mean, it, it'll be fun. All right, see you to play. What a way to go out, right? So I mean, what, what are your emotions right now? It's supposed to be pretty cool for you. Yeah, I mean, it, it's awesome. We talk about, I mean, it's one of our goals each year to go undefeated at home um, and to be able to win your last home game with it being the last one you possibly can play, being the semifinal. Um, yeah, it means a lot. I mean, we've been working for this, like Tommy said, for for two years with our with our season that was taken away from us in 2020. 
Um, we knew we had had the pieces. We had the guys. Um, we brought in a great coach, coaching staff. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we knew we could do it, and it was just a matter of going out and executing. Um, and, I mean, South Dakota State, they were a really good team and definitely tested us in, in multiple different ways. But, I mean, that, that kid's leadership, Tommy, I mean, for a freshman to go out there in a semifinal game and to, to ball like that, and then just, I mean, the offense in general with, with the receivers making big plays and the O-line um, blocking. Um, yeah, it was just, it was awesome. And, I mean, when our offense is playing like that, it's pretty easy to play defense. So that was a lot of fun. If you guys were there today, it was extremely, extremely loud. A couple times on third down, I was looking over to Cal. He's like, I mean, two yards away or three yards away. I was like yelling at him. And, I don't think he heard me. So it's a testament to, I mean, Bozeman and the state of Montana just showing out. And, yeah, we definitely feed off their support. There you go, Troy Anderson. His last game at Bobcat Stadium, Montana State 31, South Dakota State 17. The Bobcats into the FCS National Championship game, and they got three weeks to heal up. Juana's now ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. The Montana Football Hour marches on. It's presented by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank has 36 locations throughout the state of Montana. Stockman Bank is only in Montana. It's a bank for Montanans by Montanans. Let Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking. As we're walking into Bobcat Stadium, the scuttle was all about who was not going to play. A lot of anxiety about the fact that Isaiah Fonse, leading rusher in the Big Sky Conference and a first-team All-American out. Chase Benson, the best interior defensive lineman in the Big Sky Conference and an All-American defensive tackle, out. And Ty Okada, the guy who's sort of the linchpin, the mechanism in the machine that is Montana State's defense, nickelback, safety, linebacker, whatever you want to call him, definitely one of Montana State's best players, out. None of it mattered. Montana State gave the ball to Tommy Malott over and over and over again. 34 carries, 15 throws. It was the touchdown Tommy show. He ended up rushing 34 times for 154 yards. He threw for another 223. Two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. And he helps Montana State ride all the way into Frisco. Before we get to Tommy Malott's reactions, Let's hear from a couple of those senior defensive linemen who definitely raised their level of play with Chase Benson out. First, we'll hear from Armandre Williams, whose sack to begin the fourth quarter really helped swing the momentum in Montana State's favor for good. This moment must be pretty special for you to have this culminate like this in your last all game. Yeah, it feels, it feels surreal. And uh, as a D-line, we talk before every single game. We talk in the middle of the field and just kind of what's on our minds and a lot of guys understood that regardless of what happened tonight, this was a lot of our last chance stepping out on uh, Bobcat, out in Bobcat Stadium and playing in front of this this fan base and, and playing at home with, with the team and with your brothers. And honestly, it's just it's it's a surreal feeling right now, man. I'm kind of speechless. I'm I'm excited. Uh, I can tell Daniel was very excited coming down off that that adrenaline from the game. But man, it's just it's an unbelievable feeling right now. 
it was such a back and forth game in the first half, but then when you got the sack, it seemed like that gave you a little momentum, and then the momentum kept building. So how important is momentum for the way you guys play? Um, regardless if the momentum comes or not, is a don't flinch mentality. Um, we knew that they're a good football team, and they're going to come out, and they're going to get shots on us, and we understood that. And it's just a matter of not flinching and just continuing to execute our job and continuing to execute the game plan and, and just, just keep going play after play after play and, and understand that anything can happen at any moment to go our way. That never flinch mentality has been so key as Montana State has racked up 12 wins, tying their 1984 national championship team for the most in school history. Nuan is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Daniel Hardy is one of my favorite stories within this rivalry, and that's what makes this team so compelling to follow because each individual has such a tremendous story, and as a group, they collectively have such an awesome story as well. But Daniel Hardy is a guy that grew up in Portland area. He was exclusively a basketball player for most of his high school career. His dad gets sick and then ends up dying. And he gravitated, Daniel did, towards football because of the familial aspect, the mentorship aspect, and the family aspect. And he went from a skinny kid who had to go to a junior college out of high school to one of the most ferocious pass rushers in college football, he had a pair of sacks on Saturday afternoon. He now has 17 sacks this season. Daniel Hardy on his reaction when he knew Montana State was closing in on the national title game berth. Man, I was really just looking for my mom. Uh, she, my mom and my family were here today. Um, they got to come out for a graduation this weekend as well, and it was just a really big moment um, for her to see everything that I've been working for, all the work that we've been putting in. And I was just, honestly, I was sifting through people looking for my family, just trying to find them and... But, um, you know, just the number of people who walked up to me and shook my hand, you know, alumni, fans, students, just you saying thank you for, you know, playing at Montana State. It was a wild feeling, man, almost surreal. And it's just like, you know, we're headed to the national championship. This is everything we've worked for. We got one game left, and it's all chips, all chips down. And we're all going all in on this. This last month has been so crazy, so many emotions for you guys. I've been able to navigate all of them and reach this high that you're experiencing now. Um, I think the biggest way, uh, our coaches talk about it all the time. They say the voices in this room have to be louder than the ones outside of it, limiting distractions, making sure the things like, you know, graduation, whatever it is, family being in town, whatever it is, avoiding those distractions and not letting them affect you and keeping your mind focused on the task at hand and being locked in. So I think that's a, a huge part of being able to navigate through all that and just, you know, keeping a level, steady head and understanding what we're here for. Talent is certainly a part and a very important part of the equation if you are going to advance all the way to the national championship game. And I've always contended that you can talk about chemistry and coaching and luck and all those factors, but to be a Big Sky Conference champion, to be a top seed in the playoffs, to be a national championship contender, to advance to a national championship game, I've always said you need to have between 10 and 12 top-tier players. And Montana State certainly has some of the better talent in the, in the United States at the FCS level. You're not going to find anybody better than Troy Anderson. You're not going to find anybody better than Isaiah Fonse at his position, Chase Benson at his position, Lewis Kidd and a first-team All-American as an offensive tackle, and Taylor Tuiasasopo, a second-team All-League offensive lineman uh, at the guard spot. So Montana State certainly has the, the, the talent, but the never-flinch mentality that, under, that Amandre Williams talked about, the steadiness, the, the the focusing internally that Daniel Hardy just spoke on, the focus, 
That's been the key for the Bobcats on this run. The resiliency. I mean, they, these guys bounced back after getting whipped in Missoula by Montana. I think if you're a, a Grizz supporter or a Grizz fan out there that's listening to this, we talked Monday coming out of the James Madison loss for Montana, how far away Montana was. Well, I think now, you look at the other side of the coin, just how close Montana is, and actually now that I've seen every team live, we're going to see who's the best team in the country when Montana State and North Dakota State plays. But I think the Montana Grizzlies were right there. I think that you look at all of the different things that we've seen over the last several weeks and months, and Montana's a top four team. They're right there. And I think that, so if you're a Montana supporter out there, you look at this Montana State team, uh, take good heart in the fact that you whipped this team a month ago, but also no one could have ever seen what's coming, coming. Brett Vegan and his staff bench Matt McKay. The former NC State transfer, former three-star recruit, Bolts from the team, enters the transfer portal two days before the Bobcats host Tennessee Martin in a second-round playoff game. That playoff game is accompanied by 25-mile-per-hour winds and gusts as high as 40 miles per hour. Tommy Mallott makes his first college start. The kid who was the fifth-string quarterback behind everybody, Matt McKay, Tucker Rovick, Casey Bauman, Blake Thielen, who's now at Montana Tech. Mallott makes his first start against Tennessee Martin in the wind gusts, hardly throws it at all. But his 74-yard touchdown early in the fourth quarter sparks Montana State to a 26-7 victory. And the Bobcats are off and running by the time the game is 17 minutes old in Huntsville, Texas. Bobcats got 28 points on the board. Malat has caught a touchdown, rushed for a touchdown, thrown a touchdown. Unbelievable start. He's actually rushed for two in that span. Four touchdowns in the first 17 minutes of the game. Bobcats are up 28-0. And they cruise to a 42-19 win over the defending national champion and top-ranked Sam Houston Bearcats. That's what set up the game on Saturday against South Dakota State. And now here we are after Mr. Malott had an 11-carry drive on Montana State's first touchdown drive of the second half, punched it in from short yardage out to give Montana State the lead for good, and then sealed it back shoulder to Lance McCutcheon right over the pylon. The Bozeman product catches a score to give Montana State a two-score advantage. And after that, it was all over but the crying. Let's hear from the guy, the man, the guy who's taken Montana by storm, Tommy Mallott, Butte's finest, Montana State's true freshman quarterback. Tommy, just take us through your mindset coming into this without Isaiah Ponce. Find you're going to carry the ball a bunch of times. So what were you thinking coming into this game? Yeah, uh, I think it's been the theme of, you know, the past couple of weeks. It's been a lot of diversity we've been fighting through. Uh, you know, nothing new this week. We knew that, you know, our best running back was out. But, uh, you know, we, we trusted what was going on. We trusted the guys up front. We trusted the coaches. And, and ultimately, we just were going to go out there and, and do what we were told. So, you know, it was just being detailed and, and uh, giving our best. You got hit, you fumbled, but you got right on it. And then you throw the 64-yard touchdown to Nate Stewart the next play. So just take us through that series. Yeah. I mean, got to get lucky sometimes, I suppose. So, yeah, I fumbled that one. And, you know, I got to get that taken care of. But luckily, you know, it came back came right back to me somehow uh, stroke of luck and and then you know you got to turn around and, and uh nate made a great play for me you talked about how it's every you know montana boys dream to, to play at montana state i mean you lead them to their first title game in almost 40 years i mean just what's what's going through your mind right now yeah um you know i think we're just taking it day to day that's what we've been doing all year long um you know don't get too high don't get too low um 
I think years down the road, I'll look back and have a different perspective. But right now, you know, just focused on what we're doing right now. I'm not, you know, not, not too high, not too low. It looked like you were getting pretty emotional at the end of that game. Just what was running through your mind in that moment? What are you thinking about? Yeah, just unbelievably grateful for, you know, the blessings that I've been given. You know, uh, the Lord is, has blessing with this uh, opportunity. And, uh, you know, all the guys around me supporting me and, and, uh, and loving me. I, I just couldn't, couldn't, be, couldn't ask for anything more. Oh yeah, I mean, just before the game, you know, it's that realization that this is, you know, this is the last home game for those guys, uh, you know, regardless of the outcome, you know, you're either going to Frisco or you're going home, so, I mean, it just means the world that we're going to give them an opportunity, you know, that's what they've been working for for five, six years, you know, these guys, you know, Troy next to me, I, I couldn't imagine what they've, you know, been through in those six years, um, I'm just blessed that we have the opportunity for one more game. Talking a lot. We've never seen anything like it. We might never see anything like it again. More on the upstart from the mining city, as well as Montana State's historic victory. Keep it right here. It's the Montana Football Hour, the last one of 2021 here on Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, fiber deployments, and community events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Montana State made history on Saturday afternoon in Bozeman. Hello, I am Coulter Duanet. The Bobcat football team kept riding the lightning, winning a third straight playoff game, this one to advance to the championship game of the FCS playoffs. Montana State pitched a second-half shutout and saw phenom freshman Tommy Malat rush for a touchdown and throw another as MSU surged to a 31-17 win over South Dakota State in the first semifinal game in Bozeman since 1984. In front of a raucous crowd, Malat put forth a heroic effort, rushing 34 times for 155 yards, including two short touchdowns. Also completed 10 passes for 233 yards, including a 64-yard score to Nate Stewart in the first quarter and a 17-yard strike to Bozeman native Lance McCutcheon for the final score of the contest. Montana State advances to its first national title game in 37 years, where the Bobcats will face a all-too-familiar foe. Bison of North Dakota State await MSU in January 8th's finale in Frisco, Texas. NDSU has won eight of the last nine fall FC championships. The Bison have also ousted the Bobcats from the playoffs in 2010, 2018, and 2019. NDSU beat James Madison 20-14 in Fargo Friday night to advance to the title game for the ninth time since 2011. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We lied to you last week. We said it was our last show for 2021. Not so much. 
Historic victory on a snowy Bozeman Saturday at Bobcat Stadium. The most rocking I've ever seen that venue. Montana State emerges with a 31-17 victory over South Dakota State. The Bobcats headed to the FCS National Championship game for the first time since 1984. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Go check out Northwest Motorsport online if you want to see the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can visit nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. The confluence of events from the benching of a quarterback to the emergence of a superstar has been nothing short of spectacular at Montana State, but the story continues to get richer. If you know the culture of this Montana State team, you know most of the leaders on this MSU team, they all fashion themselves sort of cowboys, and I think that's what happens when your leader is Troy Anderson, who's a bona fide cowboy, grew up on a ranch in Dillon, Montana. But these guys opened up their season in Laramie, Wyoming, the spot in which Brent Vegan, new head coach, came from. He was the OC there at the University of Wyoming for seven years. But previously, Coach Vegan was at North Dakota State. And who has been the juggernaut standing in the way of the Bobcats during this otherwise epic run spearheaded by one Troy Anderson? It's been NDSU. And uh, Montana State lost in 2018 and 2019 in the playoffs to the Bison. And uh, it couldn't be more fitting that these guys are going to get a chance to go back to Texas, Frisco for the first time, and see if they can slay the Giant. North Dakota State has won eight of the last nine FCS National Championships. But you hear these guys talking about playing with house money. They're playing with more house money than any team I've ever seen. Absolutely unbelievable the hot streak that this Bobcat team is on. It's been a true pleasure to cover and follow, and the stories are just so rich. We had to come back to work one last time here in 2021 and give you all the goods. The guy who was leading the way, the phenom, the superstar from the Mining City, Tommy Malott, true freshman quarterback from Butte, Montana. 34 carries, 155 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. He also threw for 223 yards and another two scores. This kid, he's got it rolling so hard, he got smacked early on in this game, fumbled, falls on the fumble, very next play, throws a 64-yard touchdown. Later, Late in the second half, he runs the wrong play, audibles the guy on the wrong side of the formation. Doesn't matter. Still throws a back shoulder touchdown to Lance McCutcheon. Preparation meets talent, meets a little meets a little bit of luck. Never seen anything like it. It's one of the great hot streaks in the history of this state's sporting history. I'm serious. Unbelievable to see what Tommy Malad has accomplished. I don't know if he would have been able to do this if it wasn't for the element of surprise, the element of being fresh. There's no way he could have 34 carries in a semifinal football game if he would have been playing all year. But here he is now, 3-0 as a starter and 3-0 in the playoffs. The Bobcats go to the national championship. Montana State head coach Brent Vegan on his phenom from the Mining City. Understand. Without playing with House Money, I mean, talking a lot is just unbelievable. I mean, I know you got belief in him, but that, that game was outstanding. I mean, what are your thoughts on just his overall performance? Well, he carried the ball 34 times. I think the plan was to kind of be 25 and 30, but knew it was going to have to go that way. Um... And, and I think the good thing uh, with where he's at in the grand scheme of things, 14 games, he's he's really played the entirety for three games. He's not carrying the wear and tear of a full full season. Um, he's got three weeks to, to heal up off of this one because I'm sure he's going to be a little bit sore, but um, just such a competitor. He's a, he's a really good talent. I mean, he's a great talent, I, I think, running the football in particular. But what he's done as far as throwing the football is just competing. 
Um, you know, extra yards here, and he makes something out of nothing. I don't know how many times in that game. And I'm sure, you know, for them defending him, you know, while he's completing balls on the edge, and then when things break down, he's making plays. That's really hard. So, you know, I couldn't be more pleased um, with what Tommy's done the last three weeks. You know, it's too, right? I mean, he, he fumbles and he throws a 64-yard touchdown. No, I, I, that's who he is. I, I, he's pretty level-headed, um, to say the least. He probably just saw him up here a few minutes ago. Um, level-headed, but a, a fire that burns in that kid that's unlike a lot of guys. So, you know, I uh, appreciate him because, he, he, you know, he's shoot, he hasn't played a whole lot, but to, to grow each week like he has has been something. Looks like he was getting kind of emotional at the end of that game. I'm just curious how you've seen him handle this stage from a mental, emotional perspective. Well, I think I think the first game, the the Martin game, Tennessee Martin game. I think he was things were going really fast, and I don't think it overwhelmed him. But you know, I think he he had to be out there and, and kind of you know experience the bullets flying a little bit differently than he had in previous games. Um, and really, since then, I, I think he's um, he's handled that all pretty well. I you know it's. He, he tries to keep things in, uh, you know, and I think, shoot, he's a kid from Butte that just take his, take his team to the national championship game. I mean, it's okay for him to be a little bit emotional, but um, I, I think he can just stay in the moment and and he's and make it about the next play and not, you know, he's, he's really good at that. I, um, you know, I had to prompt a smile out of him after I think we went up 31 to 17. I said, it's okay to smile now, Tommy. Just re- relax. You know, we know what was in front of him. He was probably going to have to carry the ball a bunch, and he smiled and, you know, quickly got a pretty serious face on his, you know, smile on his face again. So, Anybody that watched this game on ESPN National, towards the end, about a minute left, they panned to the sideline, and Tommy Malott was sitting by himself on the bench with his he- head in his hands, crying and uh, it was a spectacular moment because I think this kid his confidence in the way he's performing shows you that he's aware of his talent but he's also been experiencing a sort of an out-of-body experience that I've never really seen an athlete have the kid can do no wrong even the moments when he does get shaken up or he gets hit hard or he makes a bad throw his response it's not even just to settle back in It's truly epic the way that he can dictate and control a game. And I don't know if it can last forever. I'm actually, in fact, certain that it can't last for an entire football career. If it does, then he's he's the greatest football player that the Treasure State's ever seen, if he can make that um, this hot streak last. But either way, enjoy it while it lasts, folks, because this kid has caught lightning in a bottle. Uh, I never thought I'd see a quarterback carry the ball 34 times in a playoff football game in the Bozeman cold, but that's exactly what Touchdown Tommy did. And we don't call him Touchdown Tommy because we like it or we made it up. But one Troy Anderson likes it, and he's the one that created it. Here's Troy Anderson on, shall we say, his heir apparent, maybe the new face of Bobcat football, Tommy Mallott. Hey, I'm telling you, you go to Butte America like that, I've been there a few times, played in some games, and they're they're a different uh, different kind of passionate. And I mean, Tommy just, yeah. I mean, I can't say enough about that kid. His leadership, his his poise, and his humility, and how well he's kind of stepped into this role. Um, yeah, we're lucky we we have that kid for sure. Tommy touchdown. He might not like it, but I'm gonna keep telling him it. <laughs> what Troy Anderson says, we do. 
Nuanas Now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. It's the Montana Football Hour. It's presented in part by Brett's RV and Marine. Brett's is closed for the winter break, but that's okay. You can still shop for all of the best in new or top quality pre-owned RVs. Come unwrap the savings on over 1,500 of exactly that. Call 833-BRETTS-RV or shop online 24-7 at brettsrv.com. More on the Montana Football Hour, including some thoughts on a game that's somehow three weeks away. Montana State versus North Dakota State. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Thanks for hanging out again on a Monday. I know you didn't expect me to be here, but I felt obligated to do so. A historic weekend in Montana. And uh, I know that the, the, the rivalry game and the rivalry in general between Montana and Montana State, everybody loves it because they talk about it being year-round. And I've heard from so many Bobcat fans out there that are just filled with joy and ecstasy. It's amazing listening to their reactions. But I've also heard from a lot of Grizz fans out there. Some that are a little salty. Others that are very congratulatory and proud. And I think that if you're from the state of Montana, you have learned so much about imports and exports because my brother works in beer and wine distribution. What it takes to get wine and beer to places and, and what the import and export market is like in the state of Montana. It affects everything from the price of our gas to the price of our food. But so much of what we consume here in Montana is imported, and so much of what we make here is not exported. And think, I think that is one thing that makes Montana great is just how uh, insulated it is. As I tell a lot of the new media people, because so often the, the TV people that come to Montana to cover sports, I tell them, what you're going to cover here might not matter at all to anybody else in the world, but it means to the world, to the people you're going to cover it for. So take it seriously. And perhaps our most... Um, at least perhaps one of the, the imports or exports, excuse me, that we take most pride in is our football and our football teams and putting those football teams on a national stage and, and watching the young men specifically from the Treasure State perform. And so I think that there's a real validity to that, performing on the highest stage when you are a kid from Butte, Montana or Dillon, Montana or all the variety of other 
treasure state towns that a lot of these guys come from. So I hope that in this, the spirit of the holiday season, the spirit of Christmas, the spirit of the new year, the spirit of celebration, I hope that as a state, everybody can um, can get behind not even rooting for Montana State. You don't have to root for the Bobcats. Just express the pride that we all should feel for these guys because it's a phenomenal story. It's Nuan is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Text from a listener that is uh, coinciding with exactly something that I just put on Twitter. The news just broke. Freddie Banks, the defensive coordinator for the Montana State Bobcats, is headed to Colorado State. It's a small world after all. Amazing. Uh, the, the hire has not been confirmed by CSU yet, but they're expected to announce it tomorrow. Coach Banks was phenomenal in his one and only season as MSU's defensive coordinator, and uh, he will join Jay Norvell's staff. Interesting side note. Jay Norvell from Madison, Wisconsin, went to high school and graduated from, uh, I can't remember which high school it is there in Madison, but with our boss, our owner at Missoula Broadcasting Company. She's from Wisconsin. She loves the Badgers, loves the Packers, loves football in general. I mean, that's why we have ESPN Radio, because she loves sports so much. We can't thank her enough for, for all of her support and everything we've been able to build. I know she's dang proud of these Montana kids. She was talking to me all weekend long about how much she just loved Tommy Malott. She kept texting me, I love Touchdown Tommy. So, uh, first of all, thanks to Becky for everything that she's done for us throughout the years. That kind of got cut off at the end of uh, Friday's show. But also sort of funny small world that a guy from Madison, Wisconsin, who grew up with our boss, hires away Montana State's defensive coordinator, Freddie Banks. So Freddie Banks out. But I believe he'll probably still. I, I actually I shouldn't say that. I don't know. I don't know if he'll if he'll uh, coach the national championship or not. But here we are now, where this thing's come all the way full circle. Who has been the barometer, the measuring stick, the dynasty in the FCS this last decade? North Dakota State. What's Brent Vegan's alma mater? North Dakota State. What's Freddie Banks's alma mater? North Dakota State. Who has been the team to knock out Troy Anderson's Bobcats in the playoffs? Both of their last trips to the playoffs. North Dakota State. And who does Montana State play in the FCS National Championship game on January 8th? North Dakota State. Bison versus Bobcats should be a good one. Very, very interesting to me. The ties across these two rivalries. Here's Montana State head coach Brent Vegan. On what this moment Advancing in the national championship game for the first time as a head coach is like for him and just how fitting it is that they take on his alma mater with all the chips on the table. You called it an uh, interesting twist of fate playing Wyoming to start the season. Mm-hmm. So now what are your thoughts on playing your alma mater in the national Well, I, I think when the brackets came out and they were, you know, putting that position where they'd be playing at home, I, if we were fortunate to do the things that we did, I, I felt like there's a pretty good chance we would play them. So, um I look at it from the perspective of that's that's the team that made it to the championship. That's the team we play. It's also the same team that ended, you know, Montana State's season in 19 and 18. So I think I think our guys have competed against them, um, and they're hungry for this opportunity. Um, no matter who we played, but you know, it's for me whatever. It, it, honestly, it's it's who who we play, and, and th- that program is awesome. Um, has been awesome for a long time. And, you know, just like today, um, you know, we're going to have our hands full. Just like last week, we're going to have our hands full. And we need to prepare and get our guys ready to go. Um, 
and, you know, go down there with a sense of confidence. Um, they're certainly going to have familiarity on their side. Uh, I have a little bit, but it's been a while. So we'll get our guys as, as prepared as we can and, and go down there and play as well as we can. Having played that in the national championship before, just do you have any kind of perspective that you feel like you can share in trying to handle this time window? Yeah, I think for sure. I think sequencing these next three weeks, having been a part of it and not having it be completely new, um, I'll certainly fall back on those experiences. Because um, you do have three weeks um we, we do have Christmas in the middle. Uh, we want our, our guys to, to be able to get home and experience Christmas with their families. Um, but at the same time, we want to prepare to win a football game. So it's, uh, yeah, it, I think having gone through it, um, in particular this three-week window, I think there was a year maybe we had a two-week window. The three-week window is long, but I think I think we, uh, we'll use it. Uh, we could use three weeks right now. Um, you know, hopefully we can get some guys back, and, and hopefully out of today we're, you know, we're not in too bad shape, but, uh, you know, you go down and you got that opportunity to probably, you know, really push your best team out there, um, you know, given it's your 15th game. Coach, what, what, is, what does this mean to you personally to get to get this team to the championship game? This is your first year here. I mean, I mean, they are, they're probably going to give you the key to the city tonight, but, like, what does this mean to you personally? Well, I, you know, for me, um, you know, waiting on a head coaching opportunity, was probably a few years in the making. Um, when, when this job came open, um, you know, I felt like it was a, a job that we could do this. Um, you know, getting a chance to dig a little bit deeper in, into this school, into this community, um, getting a chance to meet President Cruzado, Leon, um, knew that everything was in line. Um, and then get a chance to, to start working with this, this team, you felt like, okay, if we do things right, um, this is where we could be. So, I don't know. For me, it's 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 kind of a, a vision that I thought could be there way back, uh, whatever it was, the end of January. Um, I think I got hired on February 8th. And, and then, you know, through February, March, and April, you know, it, it, the transformation of this, this team and this coaching staff really coming together as one. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't an instant deal. We didn't require it to be. It was going to be trust built over time, um, belief built over time. And I thought by the time we got to the summer, um, you know, we had the makings to do this. So it's hard. It's hard to get here and, and take advantage of these opportunities. Um, so to, to, to get there uh, with, with one game left to play, it's where you want to be and we're there. And now we got to go make the best of it. It's where you want to be. They're there. Now you got to go make the best of it. There's so many interesting folds when you have a three-week break. On one hand, it's the Montana Football Hour, by the way, presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. Stockman Bank of Montana has 36 locations in the Treasure State. It's for Montanans by Montanans. Let Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking today. On one hand, three weeks is a long time, so you can get a lot of guys back, like Isaiah Fonse, Ty Okada, Chase Benson. They all missed this game. Maybe TJ Session, the right tackle, who started most of the first three quarters of the season, comes back. All sorts of guys could get healthy. Also, though, you can lose momentum with three weeks off. The hype machine can get in your way. Your hot streak might just fizzle. Who knows? You also might lose coaches, because right now, both Freddie Banks and Adam Palapel, who was the assistant defensive line coach, both those guys on their way to Colorado State. So, um, remains to be seen. 
what that transition is like. If Freddie Banks has three more weeks on the job at MSU before he joins Colorado State or not, who calls plays for the Bobcats in that scenario? Maybe they just let Troy Anderson be the defensive coordinator. Probably not a bad idea, honestly. But a lot can change in three weeks, both for the good and maybe, I'm not going to say bad, but the disadvantageous. So we'll see. We'll see how Montana State handles it. But the Bobcats, a huge 31-17 victory over South Dakota State in the semifinals of the FCS playoffs. Bobcats heading back to the national championship game for the first time in 37 years. This has been the Montana Football Hour presented by Brett's RV and Marine. They're closed right now, but you can still shop online or you can give them a call, 833-BRETTS-RV, or go to brettsrv.com to check out over 1,500 new and top quality pre-owned boats and RVs. One more piece of analysis on this epic and historic weekend that was for the Montana State Bobcats from Brooks Nuanez and the return of the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 